and play. Picking it with Kay and play. Picking it with Kay and play. Picking it with Kay and play. Hey everybody, thank you for listening or watching Kicking It With Kay and Clay. I am your girl, Kay Marie, and thank you for another segment of Center Stage. As you know, Center Stage is a segment here on the show where we highlight and um, put the spotlight, spotlight excuse me, on artists, um, different creatives, whether they are um, poets or authors or actresses or anything of the sort. So today is no different. We have a great guest today and I am going to introduce her. Today's guest is a compelling director, writer, and filmmaker with experience creating campaign videos for nonprofit organizations, entertainment events, narrative, and documentary films. She believes it's her God-given calling to transform lives using the gift of storytelling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Kicking It with Kay and Clay's Center Stage, Paige Alston. How are you, Paige? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for good. having me. Thanks for coming. Now, is it Alston or Alston? It's Austin. Alston. Okay. Yep. Cool. So oh, I like the background, it's very nice. Oh, thank you. Um, Clay's friend, uh-huh, he does um backdrops. So he Clay went downtown and took different uh pictures of downtown and nice. and he made this beautiful backdrop. It's it's gorgeous. Can't see the whole thing, but it's it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Detroit, you know, the, yeah. the scenery and everything. Mm-hmm. So like I said in the intro, you are a writer, you're a film director, um, you're a filmmaker, and um, how did you get into it? What made you want to tell stories visually? Um, I actually started, I actually got into the whole video and media field when I was in high school. Um, I was a part of um, this youth development center which is called um, Youthville, Detroit. Mm-hmm. It, it used to be downtown Detroit, um, kind of near the North End area. Okay. But um, they had a digital media arts program and they had a full studio and oh. they taught um, they taught video production. And so, you know, my dad just, he came to me and he was like, hey, I want you to take this video class. I took the video class um, and Crime Stoppers had came and had us all do like these PSAs. Okay. So we we broke up into groups and for mine, um, like I wrote I wrote one I wrote it and directed the one in my group and we um we shot it and edited and then ours ended up winning you know and being on they actually show it on TV sometimes unfortunately. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, on channel two um but yeah it ended up winning and i don't know i just kind of got got the bug from there where that's where i like knew i wanted to really do it i just loved it and so um i didn't know like what kind of filmmaker Mm -hmm. i wanted to be i just knew that i wanted to be in the video production field so and how old were you when that happened um i was about 15 16 one of the two (laughs) So was there any, could you 
think back, was there any like indications when you were say younger, like, um, you know, grade school or something like that? Did anything happen or did you have a, um, a love for like say writing for instance, when you were younger or it just something that you discovered at 15? Well, when I was, um, I actually, I was always an artist of some sort. Okay. So when I was, uh, when I was in middle school, I actually, uh, I was a, you know, illustrative artist. Um, I drew, uh, and in the eighth grade, I was, I won the NAACP art and essay contest. Um, so I actually did have a background in art and I also in high school, I was a part of, um, citywide poets. So, um, so yeah, I, I did my fair share of art artistic things. Um, I guess this one just, you know, clicked. And when I had first got to high school, I thought that I was going to be an illustrator. Um, But I realized that I hated it. (laughs) I realized that I didn't like the fact that, you know, it would take me weeks to get, you know, a good portrait. And then I still didn't like it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I really did love doing video or whatever. And, and, you know, just everything about it. Um, So... That's that's kind of what turned me on to it, and I just always love art. So, and I always love I always love movies too, even as a kid. I mean, I could only watch like Disney movies, but I love them. So. <laughs> See, I think like for most of us creatives, I mm-hmm. think we have different interests in anything pretty much creative. Like me mm-hmm. growing up, I love I love to write. I'm a writer, especially um, mm-hmm. like short stories. Always been good. Oh, at nice. And, you know, and I dabble, you know, uh-huh. in, in drawing, like with uh-huh. pastels and watercolors. And that's where it stayed in, in grade school. So. <laughs> so I didn't pick that back up. And, you know, and like the poetry, I only write poetry, like when I feel some type of inspiration. Nice. So it's a, it, like you said, it's um, we might be into different things, but we, when we find that thing or a couple of things that stick you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, I like this. This gives me a lot of joy. Yeah. You know, and you know that it doesn't take that much effort. Mm-hmm. You know that, okay, this this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yep. And and that's pretty much what it was. I just really loved it. And like you said, I dabble in a lot of mm-hmm. different things. And so I, I think that probably is, like you like you said, just an art, artist thing. Yeah. Like you're trying to find, like, what what you yeah. How to better express yeah. yourself. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So everybody, Paige has a movie called Chasing After You. Um, Clay and I, we saw it about two weeks ago. Um, oh, you guys watched it? We watched it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, we you. saw it on, uh, you're welcome, on Amazon. And it was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was really good. And, you know, and I... <laughs> I don't want to sound like surprised, like, oh, it was good. I mean, I understand though. If you, even if you, I, I say that too, like, oh, it was really good. Like, it wasn't, wow, I did that. No. <laughs> right. You know, I had a little, because I don't want to tell, um, because when, when I tell stuff like movies, I tend to tell a little bit too much. So I'm not going to do that. Um, Cause I'm a movie buff. You know, I've been going to the movies. My mom been taking my brother and I ever since I love the movies. we were little, we saw some of everything from 
from rated G to R. You know, we sit up there covering our, our eyes when a scene come up, you know, because she mm-hmm. loves movies, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this movie was really, really good. So can you just, you know, tell everyone about um, your, your first movie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's my first feature-length film. So, um, yeah, it's basically a story of, I call it a story of man, woman, but guy, and it's about a guy um, who pursues a girl, a, a guy named Mike, um, who pursues a young lady named Elise, who is only looking for a relationship, a closer relationship with God. And that's just, you know, probably in one sentence, mm-hmm. <laughs> the best words to say it, but um, <laughs> pretty much they, it's parallels of, of two different worlds. Um, with him, you know, he's not, he's not really Christian, you right. know, he's not really saved, but, you know, and he just kind of frowns upon, you know, the church people and with her, she's overly churchy. <laughs> right. Yes. And, you know, she's always judging him, you know, yeah. judging people. So, um, it's like they, they kind of clash there mm-hmm. and, um, the rest you you just have to see, but yeah, they have a lot of their own background story going on too. Um, but yeah, that's on my first my first feature film, uh, Chasing After You. Um and it was certainly a journey creating it. I didn't expect it to even, you know, really go as mm. far as it went. I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. I was actually going to to trash it. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was a very long journey to like just get it done. Okay. Because, um, I don't know. I I was I we shot it in 2017. I was what 24, 23. Um, we shot it. It was like the hottest summer of all time. Um, <laughs> and I just had like this idea, you know, like I'm I'm just gonna do this. Like I had some really crazy ambition. So I thought at the time it was really crazy and. But I, I, I know like nothing was gonna stop me from doing it. So I got all these people together um, to shoot this film, and everybody just was really down to do it. But I really think it had a lot to do um, with, you know, faith, you know, with faith, with my yeah. faith, and just um, everybody truly just believing that a group of people could do something like this. And so, um, and it was exciting too because nobody. You know, nobody I knew had ever shot a feature film. You know, yeah. So we took my little Sony A6000, and you know, we all got together, and we like formed a group, and we just we shot it over two months in the summertime. Every weekend we were shooting, and it was um, it was interesting. I had to like recast like half the cast at, at first. What um, the guy who played who played Mike Malachi, um, he initially was just the doctor, but he remembered everybody's, he remembered Mike's, all of Mike's lines. So he said he was secretly wanting to be Mike at first. Yeah. <laughs> so we were in rehearsal one day and he was like, I read. And he already knew, he already knew the whole script, you know? And so, um, so, you know, he just, Hey, you know? And so, um, once we did get it finished, it was just like, we had, all broke into you know parts and we were like oh you know you're gonna edit this part you're gonna edit this part and it just all fell apart pretty much and i would Mm. say i probably sat on it like a i probably sat on it for a good six months 
because mm. I was so frustrated with with it because I was editing it myself. And so, um, so yeah, I just was like kind of over it. And then um, somebody like came to me one day and was just like, why are you um, like, what's up with the film? You know, like this guy would ask me every day, what's up with the film? What's up <laughs> okay. with the film? And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't <laughs> right, right. in a rough spot right now. <laughs> and, right. So, um, and so then he was like, well, you should just scrap it. And then, I don't know, those is like fighting words for me. Mm. So, <laughs> so that's like, that's like um, in, in the Bible, Job's uh, friends, like, just, just curse God and die. Just, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> right. And I was just like, oh, no, I know I got to get it done. <laughs> right. So, right. So then from that point, I just like pressed forward. I started, um, I just, you know did what I needed to do to get it finished. Um, I found somebody to like, you know, do master the mix and master the audio. And then last year, um, around March is when I officially got it finished. And then I just submitted it to, you know, um, all these film festivals. And then like when fall came, um, that was around the same time that we were premiering it. Mm -hmm. So along with the film festivals, um, it kind of ended up going on like a tour because mm. we had our premiere, then we had screenings, then we had the film festivals all like back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's when we first started getting eyes on it. Okay. And then, um, and then um, I just, I ended up talking with Indie Rights. We got a distribution deal and that's why, and we were able to put it on Amazon and um, Tubi and Google Play and YouTube. And so um, that happened in February. And yeah, and, and people have been watching it, um, mm -hmm. crazingly enough. <laughs> see, that, see, that, that, see, that will preach right there, see. <laughs> see, yeah. it's like, it's like, is that when we're at that moment of breakthrough or completion, that's yeah. when all hell seems to want to break loose. Yes. And that's when you know that is it, something good on the other side of this. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome yeah. because it was a good film. It was a good film for your first one. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, um, honestly, I I look at it sometimes and I just be like, I can't believe I wrote that. What was, you know, what was I going through? <laughs> right, before? you wrote it, you directed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy because, um, and every time somebody asks like, so where'd you, you know, like, what was your inspiration for that? And honestly, my inspiration was really just just God. You know, He honestly led me through that whole script mm -hmm. because I couldn't even like the stories that I'm I'm starting to tell now. I can't even relate to. They're not even for me. Okay, <laughs> I was just about to ask that. I was just about to ask, like when you were writing this movie, mm -hmm. um, was there any bits and pieces of yourself in any other characters? Uh, <laughs> no, no. But the lead um, actress, um, Gabby Ruffin, she, um, I worked with her. Uh, she's my friend in, in real life. Mm -hmm. But I worked with her um, at at a TV station um, while I was and while I was writing it. And this was years ago. I told her like, "Hey, I'm writing a film, and I really want you. I think you should be the lead." And she wasn't an actor that I knew of. She mm -hmm. wasn't even an actor. But she was just like, all right, cool, you know. And then <laughs> right. I finished this. I wasn't even finished with the script, and I told her, okay, we're about to shoot it. And she was like, all right. And so we we just shot it. And um, then she got to 
like when she started reading the script, she was like, "Okay, why do I feel like you're you're like in my life? Why are you writing my?" Oh wow! You know? Um, and so, so yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of the stories, you know, they don't they don't necessarily directly relate to me, but mm-hmm. they always seem to relate, you know, to like my cast and crew and just hmm. people who are you know surrounded by her, people who see it. Surprisingly enough, so I'm. I'm grateful just to be a vessel most of the time. Yeah, cause it's definitely a movie that has meaning. And another thing, why I was like, I was surprised <laughs> because, and Cam and I, Cam is a, a mutual friend of ours. She's actually mm-hmm. in um, your next movie. Yep. So, and she Cameron. set this up. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Cam. Uh, <laughs> Cam. So we were just talking about um, just Detroit movies that come out of Detroit, you know, mm-hmm. it seems to be like the same thing. Yeah. You know, it seems girls twerking and, you know, strippers yeah. and, guys, you know, this and that. It's like, it has the same type of narrative. So it was great and refreshing to see um, this movie that actually have a, a meaning to it and a purpose. And for those out there, like, you know, you know, uh, it's almost like no church movie. It's not a it's church not, movie yeah. per se, but you know it is. It has some, some you know godly uh, principles in it. But it's still a good movie for anybody to watch. Yeah, um, and that's you know, I I do try to make you know relatable stories mm-hmm. and stories that I mean they are faith based films, but mm-hmm. they're also just you know films that I feel like anybody can watch because real people go through these yeah. things. And yeah. a lot of faith-based films um, don't, are not, you know, true to life. Um, they're very, you know, cookie-cutter, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and and that's all I tried to do was just, you know, make it make it so it was like you and me, you know, like, yeah. it's no, you know, and I feel like our generation um, kind of needs something like that to where even though you know it's faith based, you can still be like, "Oh, I, I see myself in this situation." Right. So that that's pretty much you know that, and I am um like for our next for my next film, uh, the one that Cameron's in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did something a little different as far as you know the target audience is still the same, mm-hmm. but um and the whole you know faith based message is there, but it's you know it's just. God is really everywhere. And okay. that's, you know, so, well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, can you just give us a little tidbit? What is that one, Meeting Boone, right? What is that yes. one about? So um, Meeting Boone is about a, a guy, an ex-convict. He comes out of jail um, after 10 years and he comes home to the death of his younger brother. Mm. Um, and he pretty much, um, it's been reported, um, like on the news and throughout, you know, like his his um his community that his brother had actually committed suicide. Mm. But um he knows his brother and he, he goes to pursue like the actual the actual case to see if, you know, he doesn't believe that that's actually true. Okay. So in the midst of that, um at his his brother's funeral, he runs he starts to work at the funeral home. He actually begins to work at the funeral home because he has a relationship um, with the funeral home director um, through, you know, his his family. And so he begins to work at the funeral home and he runs into um, his younger brother's, he runs into his younger brother's best friend 
that he never knew, obviously, because he was in jail for two right. years. Um, but her name is Layla. And, um, you know, they kind of build a relationship from from there. But the problem with that, obviously, is that she's like 10 years younger than him. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so, so they go, you know, um, they have their own, you know, aspect of the story. But it's really just about... Um, I call you know a story of love loss is really big on on loss though because okay. I feel like um, especially this year you know we've all been experiencing a lot of losses yeah. um, unexpectedly and and um, it's been hitting really hard and so it's it's really just about like processing that um, but it's also about love and spirituality too so okay that's deep I I I can't wait for that one to come out when is when are you looking about for it to come out. Um, so, um, the trailer, the trailer will be out this, you know, probably, uh, in the next month or so. Okay. Um, I actually do have the trailer finished right now, but, um, we're not probably going to release it for, you know, another month or so. And then Mm -hmm. the film, uh, we wanted, I mean, obviously, you know, with COVID and stuff, um, we wanted to do an actual premiere, but by the time we actually finish with post-production, it won't be till wintertime. So we were thinking, um, we're trying to push it out spring 2021. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully God willing everything. Yes. Will. Oh my God. God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So what do you find the most challenging part of making a film? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, the entire film is, is just... Mm. Honestly, production production might be the easiest part and the most challenging part. Um, I don't know, like just from beginning to end, it's a whole like process because you, you're with it so long, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I would have to, if I had to say something, I would say um, I would say post production because that's after you shot it. Yes. It's after you, you know, had that's after all the fun part. You know, the fun part was actually production. Right. Um, so after production, you have to sit with this, and then you got to deal with all your mistakes that you probably made and didn't realize that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have to deal with the processes, and now you got to sit, edit it, color it. Um, you got to send it off, and that's going to take time. And and then, you know, that that's probably the hardest part because it's really it's the final stretch. Okay. So it's like, okay, um, the audio is messed up right here. We got to call in everybody to overdub this or, okay. you know, just, just something. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's the hardest part, but it's the best part because you're getting it done. Yeah. Um, it's really like, it's the third quarter. Well, yeah. the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, no, the fourth quarter I would say is actually distribution, like getting it okay. out of the premiere and stuff like that. So. And I think I might know this question, but I don't know. You might surprise me. So <laughs> what is the most rewarding part of making a film? Um, yeah, you probably don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most rewarding part for me um, in making a film is obviously when I get, when the film is out and I get to sit in the back of the theater <laughs> or, you know, I get to sit in a room with people and watch their reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just when people, just when I know that um, it actually made a difference, you know, mm-hmm. in somebody's life. Um, for, for me, like, um, Cameron was one of those people. Um, 
where, you know, she she had pretty much told me, you know, kind of her testimony based off of the film. And um, and I didn't I wasn't really sure at the time who it was relating to. I mean, I just thought it only related to millennials or, you know, yeah. people that was the, the same age as, you know, the, <laughs> the people in the film. But, you know, she was like, no, it relates to everybody. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, and I did learn that, too. Um, I got an opportunity to premiere at my church and my church is predominantly, um, you know, it's, it's older people. Okay. Um, and so, and they, you know, they were able to, to relate to it and, and they enjoyed it. And so, um, really it's, it's just for me, uh, knowing that, that me making films like this, um, ultimately God gets the glory. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, you know, just people can feel some type of transformation or just, you know, feel moved at all. That's good. See, when it's a good, when it's a good story, anybody can relate to it. I mean, too, I, I still watch some cartoons and I still get messages yeah. from it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was um, actually just talking with my friend about how how good of a story the Lion King was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, you know, you know, with the whole Beyonce, um, you know, uh, Black is King, her her dropping Black is mm-hmm. King again. I mean, Black is King, and she kind of redeveloped the the story to fit, you know, her own perception. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's still nonetheless the Lion King, no matter what you know plat- oh, right. platform or where you put it, still a good story. Yeah, still a good story. Yeah. Is there who are some people like on your wish list that you want to work with? <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you said that because I just told I just told somebody like um uh you know I just like I'll just like look up actors and stuff and these are like local actors or just people that I've seen in other projects and I'll like I'll literally like screenshot a picture of them in my phone mm-hmm. and then start building a cast from it. Mm. But um I was like, Am I crazy? Like I asked somebody, like, Am I crazy for doing this? And they were like, No, no, that's not crazy. I was like, Okay, well, I'm about to screenshot Viola Davis. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, but but yeah, I think I would wanna work I would wanna work with Viola Davis for sure. I think she's she's a really amazing talent. Yeah. And also, um <laughs> oddly enough, like um I I really love Meryl Streep. <laughs> no, she's good. Um, she's very yeah, versatile. I, I really love Meryl Streep. Um, I she has amazing range too. Yes. Um, so I mean, I would be I would be honored to work with. I mean, I really I really love good actors, you know, and good actresses like good talent, people who have range, people mm-hmm. who um. I mean, that's that's really like it could be. It could be anybody as long as you know they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I would want to work with them. So, um, but yeah, I guess I would say Viola Davis, but nobody really in in particular, you know. Okay. So, what would you? What kind of advice would you give someone? Since you know you got your first one under your belt, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of advice would you give anyone who is looking to, um, you know, direct or? Um, make a film. Um. Well, uh, it's a lot of a lot of advice I could give them, but one of the first things I would say is just um, if you want to do it, just do it. Um, it's not impossible at all. It's not impossible. 
Um, all you need is one to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and get a group of people who believe in you and it can be done. So I think that's, that's really the most important thing is just believing that you can do it and then actually doing it. That's true. It, it, because because a lot of I give you kudos because it's you actually made a film like a lot of people <laughs> might talk about it you know they mm-hmm. might you know wish they could do it but you actually went out and created a whole film <laughs> so yeah. you know that and you were you know and you were younger too so you know and it like a lot of great directors and filmmakers like your Steven Spielbergs and um, uh, your Spike Lee's, you know, they started with, you know, small projects and, and it grew. So, you know, the words that don't despise small beginnings. So just, mm-hmm. you know, just keep, keep it up. You're doing a great job. Like I said, for that to be your first film, it was really good. And for those who want to see Chasing After You, again, it's on Amazon. You said Tubi, mm-hmm. um, I, Google? Google Play and uh, YouTube. Amazon, Tubi, Google Play and YouTube. Okay. So, you know, sometimes I like to ask people like just some random out the box questions. Nothing related to what we're talking about now. Cool. But, yeah. Awesome. But um, but this kind of kind of related. What is something that you watch? It's like a guilty pleasure. Like <laughs> like like you watch that? <laughs> um, let me see. I I watch a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> something that's like a a guilty pleasure. A uh-huh. guilty pleasure. I'm gonna say um, it's typically when I'm on Facebook. I always look at those, you know how they put together those love and hip hop clips. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it'll be like 58 minutes. And I always say, like, I'm not about to watch this whole thing, but I sit there and I watch the whole love and hip hop. <laughs> um, so I would say those. And it's never planned, but I just fall into it. So <laughs> um that and um I love Grey's Anatomy. But okay. it's not nothing to be guilty about. I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's great. good. Yeah, I just cry a lot. No. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I've been, I've watched it. I've watched Grey's since it first debuted. Really? Yeah, and I, I kind of took a, a break from it. Roller coaster. Right. I kind of took a break from it when um, because I was mad. I'm like, I'm not watching it when um Isaiah Washington got fired. I'm, I yeah. love Doctor Burke, you know. <laughs> but know. Then, but then I picked it back up. And it seemed like every episode, I'm like crying. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> if they don't get you for um for one of your favorite characters, then they're gonna bring some patient in that you go have you know a connection with yes. at some point, and they're gonna die by the end of that episode. Yeah, and yes. I hate it. Or they'll string them along for two, three episodes and then kill them. <laughs> Shonda has no mercy. Okay, I know, but I I love her. <laughs> yeah, she has no mercy though. Yeah, she doesn't. So before we close, I am interested to know who are some of your favorite directors. Oh, um, and filmmakers, directors. Um, I love Gina Prince Bywood. Um, she directed uh, Love and Basketball, Disappearing oh. Acts. Um. Uh, Secret Life of the Bees. She recently Ooh. just directed um the Old Guard on on Netflix, which by far I would say is one of the best films Netflix okay. ever made. Okay, okay. 
I tried. Maybe we need you to try like again. It? Maybe we need to try again. Um, I don't know. We it's got to a certain no. point. I don't know. It's just what's her face? Who the, the lead Charlie's character? Charlie Theron, Theron, whatever. Yeah. She, I'm kind of like not into You're her not anymore. Her. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's fair. Well, maybe that's what it is. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I do, I do um love Gina Prince Bywood. Okay. Um, and all the work that she puts out. Um, I also, I also really like. Um, of course, I love. You know, everybody. I think every black director has to. You know, just at least, if nothing else, pay homage to Spike Lee. <laughs> right. Because um, even right. if the stuff. No offense, the stuff that he's putting out today isn't what it was, you know, back in the day. Um, I did still, like his last one, the, the one on, on Netflix. Yes, I, that was deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get over the old, the old people being old in the flashbacks, but... <laughs> They were. They, they were even try, everyone, but everyone, but um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Black Panther. Um, yeah, um, the Black Panther. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Yes, Chadwick. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. So you know, of course, Spike Lee. Um, and then, uh, I for some reason can't think of his name. Um, what film did he make? Oh, I can tell you what film he made. Um, Higher Learn the Boys in the Hood. Uh, oh, John, uh, uh, John Singleton. Yes, mm -hmm. John Singleton. That is my guy. I really love John okay. Singleton. I first, um, I started watching when I when I was in college because even though you know we took film classes, um, they didn't teach you about like black films or anything like yeah. that. So I just took it upon myself to like study, you know, them myself, and I started watching all the Spike Lee movies, and mm -hmm. then I dove into John Singleton and um I I just love my favorite um in my top five is is higher learning. Yeah that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So that do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you my my favorite movie because it's kind of it's not even like nobody would expect it. But okay. <laughs> it's um it's uh Princess Diaries. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I love <laughs> Anne Hathaway. I don't know why people hate I love her. Anne Hathaway too. I don't know why she gets the flack that she gets. Really? She gets a lot. I love well, Anne Hathaway. I, I think she gets a lot of flack because people think she might be, you know, fake because she's overly sweet. I, I just think she's sweet. Yeah, I love Anne Hathaway. And I love Princess Diaries. Nobody can tell me anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I okay. I can see that. You like one and two? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just watch them. You know, every now and then. So, okay. Um, There's no, yeah. there's no shame in that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also love. Uh, I I like Love Jones. Um. See, also, see, I can't. You can't. Mm -mm. You know, it's so funny because a lot of people. Um. A lot of people who back when Love Jones came out. Um. They said they didn't like. You know, when it came out, they didn't like it. Um. And then I remember know, when it came. I was. I was. I was a teenager when it came out. I didn't see it then. Oh, okay. Was, I didn't see it until years later. And uh -huh. um, I think it was, um, this is probably old school for you. I think this was um, a Blockbuster or somebody uh -huh. had, a, a, had a sale on the DVD for like uh -huh. 
five dollars. I was like, oh, let me get this because I've always heard how good it was. And, <laughs> and I've never seen it. I said, oh, let me get this. I saw it. I mean, it's just okay. It was like, okay. You know, I love me <laughs> and always have love. Lorenz Tate. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was okay. I don't I have not watched it again. Oh, okay. Well, that that's okay. Because <laughs> people, you know, um, I think for a lot of people it probably just fell flat. But uh I don't know. I I think I just grew up liking it. It was one of my mom's favorite movies. She watched it a whole lot. <laughs> okay. So um that along with love and basketball, yeah. Um, I do love like um Jason's lyric. Yeah, I really love Jason's lyric. Yep. They don't tell stories like that anymore. They they don't. Um, yeah, I would love to just get back to that type of film. Like they don't, nobody writes. You know, yes, please bring that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just watched Jason's lyric the other day. So um, so anything along those lines, okay. I I love black cinema. Um, yeah. but I love all movies anyway, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll watch, you know, anything, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much Paige for taking time out and, um, blessing us, um, with your, um, with your f- storytelling again, everyone, um, if you want to see chasing after you, you can look at it on Amazon prime to be. Uh, Google and YouTube. I knew it was another one. Okay. And thanks YouTube. for having me so much. I really You are welcome. It. Thanks for, again, thanks for coming on and thanks for making films with a purpose. Thank you. You know, I'll try, try to make a lot more if I can. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> appreciate you. Appreciate you. So thank you everyone for listening and um, and or watching. Uh, we will be back again with another Center Stage episode next month. And um, we'll see who we'll have then. So thanks for uh, kicking it with me, Kay Marie, and I will see you next week. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking it with Kay and Clay. Kicking it with Kay and Clay. Kicking it with Kay and Clay.